is the Big Church Podcast. We're so glad to be back with you guys uh, today. And she says, she came over to me, she said, I have something to say. And, uh, and I'm telling you what, that was a powerful word from God because it's not just the word of many, that's the word of thus saith the Lord. And that is what breaks chains. And that's what makes him be the first in your last and not the last in your last. Come on. I'm talking to someone today, as you see my little props up here, uh, and then she was talking about the vine and, the, and uh, the divine dresser, and we're going to be the garden of God, and God is just looking to do something. 2020 has started out to be, ugh, I don't even want to count it as one of my years of my life. How about it? I'm going to stay my age for at least, at least another two years anyway, but God is about to do something different in the last part of this year. Maybe it hasn't looked what it's like it's supposed to look. And God doesn't want things to look the same way that they always look because that's kind of boring, you know? He wants to do a new thing. So anyway, happy 4th of July weekend. Come on, anybody in the house today? Well, you know, we had a great vacation. Uh, when you're the first sign of getting older is it takes you like two days to recover from a great vacation. So like uh, we got invited somewhere yesterday and we were both like, I just kind of want to lay on the couch and chill out a little while, and that was, that was okay. We did that. But last night, I'm a little tired this morning because uh, they had thunder over Louisville at, right outside of my bedroom door last night. I mean, I'm literally laying down, going to bed. I went to bed at 945. I was being a good boy, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. The dogs would not even go outside. It was really bad right outside of our door. But when I say that, what do you think about the 4th of July? You think about spending time with your family and food. I always think about food, but, you know, watching fireworks. But really the 4th of July, as I was sitting actually on the, on the beach, I was taking notes and I was really trying to figure out do I really want this to be another 4th of July message about talking about history? And let me just tell you something. If you don't know your history, you need to be watching History Channel right now. I'm being honest. Uh, she gets on me, calls me a geek or something, but I've been watching Grant and Washington and how, the, how America was fought. And you don't know the things that somebody fought for just so you could sit in this place right now in the AC. There are people that fought things and there's things that they went through. There's many that gave their life for the sacrifice that you get to sit in an air-conditioned place today. And we have the freedom of speech to say whatever we want to say for a time and just be who we are in America. But those 13 colonies fought for us. And so we want to honor them. We want to honor everyone that has given their lives for freedom's sake. So let's give everyone a hand clap of praise that, that actually... Come on, we can do better than that. You're free because they helped you become free. Come on. Can I just tell you this? We live in the greatest country in the world. If you traveled abroad, you'll find out in America, even though it's flawed, even though there's things that's going on around us right now, we still live in the greatest uh, country in the world. Why? Because we were founded on dependence. I'm going to read to you right now out of the Constitution. I may get banned for this, but we're going forth anyway. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, who is God, with a certain unalienable right, that among these are the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My, how things have changed uh, some 244 years ago. Things have changed. And let me tell you what Ronald Reagan said in 1984. He said, America was founded by people. And I want some amens today, even though this may be a little bit of a different kind of message, but I want you to let this sink into your hearts and into your minds and get to the place where God wants us to be today. 
Ronald Reagan said, America was founded by people who believed that God was their rock and safety. I recognize we must be cautious in claiming that God is on our side. Listen, but I think it's all right to keep asking if we're on his side. So many times we want God on our side, but the problem that we get into is sometimes we lose weight and we're not on his side. We have moved from dependence to declaring our independence on this day. And you ask, what, you know what it's like to have a teenager? Anybody got any teenagers in the house? Anybody got here? Here's what, here's what it's like. We declare our independence. And the kids, when they get to a certain age, about 16, 15, 16, 17 years old, they say, what is it? I can't wait till I'm 18. Come on, y'all don't have anybody out there saying that? I can't wait till I'm 18. I can't wait till I can make my own rules. I can't wait till I don't have to listen to you mom or you dad or anybody in authority. I, don't, I can't wait to make my own money so I can spend it the way that I want to spend it until you find out that you got bills to pay. There is a thing that comes up after a little while. There's a little bit of a shock that comes into a mid-20s when they have to pay rent. I thought the water was free. I could take four showers a day. I had to pay the water bill, have to pay the electric bill. But we all want our independence. I want to date who I want to date. I want to be in a relationship with whoever I want to be in. I can do this on my own. And so many times, that's good for a little while. But then kids, when they hit their mid-20s to late-20s, they find out their parents weren't as dumb as they thought they were back when they were 16 or so. Y'all know what I'm talking about. My mom and dad used to say stuff to me all the time, and I thought, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Now, when I hit my mid-20s, I was like, that's pretty smart. You know, I should have listened to them. But we could do our own thing. But why do we see our world? Why do we see our nations? Why do we see our cities? And why do we see our homes and family in such disarray? You turn on the nightly news, and you see that it doesn't look like the greatest country in the world right now. I really believe this, that we have forgotten who we were founded upon. We've forgotten who our principles were founded on. We are the most bound country to be the most free country in the world right now. Y'all may, not be, y'all may not understand what I'm trying to say to you, but as we go on here, we have forgotten who we were founded upon. We've forgotten who has blessed us. We look at the blessings instead of the blesser. Oh, wow, I'm in trouble now. His principles we were founded on. We declare our independence, but yet we grow more dependent upon ourselves. Can I get a witness? One of the most selfish generations of people that we've ever seen. We, we declare our dependency, but we, we depend on ourselves, or other people, and material things to make us happy. But a lot of times what we need to do is we need to understand how do we get our dependence? Well, the title of my message is, It Depends. What are you dependent upon? Let's look at John 15, verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, talking about Jesus, and my Father is the vine dresser. Verse 2, every branch in me, listen, that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, listen to that word abide, in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit on itself unless it abides on the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. The first thing that abiding is, is biding is giving up your freedom. You have, what you do is you become a slave to whatever you give your attention to. 
If you give your attention to all the time, you're going to become a slave to time. If you give your attention to the money, you're going to become a slave to the money. Nothing wrong with time and money. But whatever you give more attention to, you're going to become a slave to. You become a slave to whatever you do by giving attention to it more. Paul said this. He says, I am a prisoner of the Lord. Wow, Paul, we don't want to think about being a prisoner. But he says, I am a slave to righteousness. So if you want to abide with Christ, you have to give up your freedom. Because true independence and freedom comes from dependence upon God. Giving up your rights. This is not a democracy when you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the king. He's the ruler. He is the one that's head of you. There is no... He's the king. You can't do this without him because independence is all about you, but dependence is all about him. Right. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Here we go. Here we go. Stop. Verse five. I, sometimes I get wound up. Here we go. Verse five. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Surrendering to God is a choice to seek nutrients and life from no other source. If you try to get it out of your job, you're going to be finding yourself wanting at the end of that. If you try to get it out of pleasures, you're going to find yourself wanting after the end of it. And here's the thing. How, why do we need this dependence? It's just not a world's problem. It's not a sinner's problem. Every Christian, you and I need to choose to remain in Jesus. We have to decide to abide. That's a decision you have to make each and every day. It's not a, a monthly or a week. Oh, I'm not getting ahead of myself. We have to decide to abide. And you know, a lot of times what we do is when we try to get by and do things on our own, this is kind of usually what happens to us. I got this from uh, the little place up here. And when I went in there, that's the only tomato plants they had left in the place. And so when you try to do things on your own, you're living, you're kind of living, but you're not thriving. When you try to do things without God, you can only grow, listen to this, to the capacity of the container. That's as much as you're going to grow. And let me just tell you something else. These things got given to me yesterday because guess why? They had lost their value. And so many times what we do when we try to do things on our own, we cannot bear our roots because our roots can't spread out in the container that we've put them in. They can't go deep in the thing. And you know what? A lot of times we're just barely hanging on till Jesus comes, right? And I'm telling you right now, God has got a spirit upon us that said we're not just going to barely on and get barely by in 2020. We're going to take the rest of 2020 by storm and we're not going to look like this at the end of it. Oh man, I'm about to make you step on your toes. We got to quit making Jesus part-time. He can't be your side hustle. He can't just be something. That may be old school, but that's okay. He can't be just someone that you meet for an hour on Sunday and you never speak to again. Abiding doesn't mean you just show up to church and put, take it off your list. Oh man, I knew I was going to be about to get in trouble today. It's not something you check off your list. It's something that you become. When you live on your own, you're in danger of losing your connection. You're in danger of withering away. And ultimately, you're in danger of dying spiritually. Wow. Listen to verse 2. It says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit... He takes away. 
This has a little green tomato on it, but I don't know that if I put this in the ground out there that it's actually going to grow because it's pretty far gone. So he says this, if it doesn't bear fruit and it's worth nothing, he says, I'm going to cut it out and I'm going to throw it away. This got given to me. It lost its value. It no longer was valuable to her, but it was valuable to me for this sermon series. But if you look at it, Thank you, Jesus. I invited her to watch on 1130, so hopefully the, I won't. But it, it just lost its value. It's no longer appealing. But here's the other thing. It says, let's look at verse 2 again. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. You are what you're connected to. There are some things that you need to cut out of your life. And God is trying to prune that thing off of your life. He's trying to help you get rid of that past that you keep reliving over and over and over in your mind. He, he's trying to get you out of that negativity that you keep coming. It's like a train. It's just going over and over and over in your mind. He's trying to cut those relationships off because they're toxic and they're not. You got some relationships in your life right now that are making you look like that right there. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. There are some people that need to be cut out of your life because they're making you drip, they're making you drill, they're making... I'm just being honest. Okay, let's put that down. Here we go. <laughs> pruning is hard, but pruning is necessary. What he says is when you allow me to prune back and take the dead off of you, it's going to make you produce more fruit. Not just more fruit, better fruit. Yeah. Come on, so many of us are holding on to things that have been holding us and God said, let them go and I'm gonna show you the fruit I can produce. But here's what God wants us to look like. Look at this one. <laughs> Isn't that a nice one? Let me just tell you what we did yesterday. We, I got some homegrown tomatoes from these people over here, right off there by the bank over here. And I went and bought a whole pack of bologna Y'all say, ooh, but they ain't nothing better than a bologna sandwich with a fresh tomato on it with salt and, Alan, don't be shaking your head back there. We, I know y'all know where bologna comes from, but it was so good. We ate the whole pack yesterday because we're starting our healthy today. Come on, let me, come on, come on, here we go. But we get the bigger one. But being a Christian is abiding with Christ. And what abiding means, it means continuing, enduring, and withstanding. You are what you are connected to. A healthy branch stays on the vine for entirety. It's dependent on the vine for its nutrients, for its well-being, for its fruitfulness, for life itself. But listen to what we can do when we look like as we're in the vine. His capacity is so much bigger than your capacity. Do you know why this plant is, is thriving? It's because it has room to grow. So a lot of times what we need to do is, yeah, maybe our life has been looking at that, but sometimes we need to pull ourselves up by this and we need to plant ourselves in the bigger garden, in a bigger and better soil. And God says, I'm going to take you from looking like this to looking like that. Here's what we see when we get it potted. We get in there and there's, there's blooms start to happen. The, the soil is so much better. And God wants to take you from plant stage to fruit stage. 
if you eat this, ugh, this is going to be bad. But if you eat this, it's going to be good. Y'all people out there looking, but I don't even like tomatoes. I don't care. It's my sermon illustration. <laughs> I like tomatoes. But here's the thing about this to that. These are called vine ripened tomatoes. If you pull them off too soon, they're not going to ripe. So what they've done, because they're so pretty and red, and, and the first two, three people that asked me for them can have them after second service, not this one. The reason they stayed is because they abide in the vine. And because they look the way that they do, they stayed where they were supposed to stay. They ripened and they stayed on the vine. I'm going to ask the team to go ahead and get ready to come up. Sorry, that was, that was a bad transition. Here we go. For a plant to take root, I didn't even have my microphone. I was so excited to be back at church. I didn't have my mic on until the last song. I'm running around like crazy. Here we go. Yeah. For a plant to take root in things that actually keep you, to get you and keep you stay, get you in connection and to stay in connection, prayer still works. Prayer is kind of an outdated thing uh, in the church world today. Prayer is an outdated thing in the world today. But let me tell you something. The Bible says this. It says, you have not because you ask not. We wonder why things aren't happening in our lives the way that we want to. When's the last time that you fervently took it to God in prayer and said, God, this is what I need. This is what I want. And God, I'm going to serve you even if you don't answer it right now. But I'm going to trust you. We also have to know that prayer works and prayer is a conversation. There's a lot of people, what they get to understand is I can't pray because I, can't, I don't know the big words or I don't know how to do it this way. Your prayer is a conversation with God to get connected to the vine so that you can turn into the best fruit that you can be. But also in that thing that I have a problem with is listening. I'm a good talker, but I don't like to listen a whole lot. So I'm working on that, right, honey? Isn't she beautiful today? She came, in the, she came in the house walking through the bedroom this morning. She had her makeup on, her hair all did. For two weeks, I've seen her up in scrunchies and no makeup, but she still looked good then. But she walked through the house today, and I went, oh, my goodness. I ain't going to have you stand up. You're good. But prayer still works, and we have to have a conversation, and we need to listen. The word is still something that you can stand on. It's not outdated, and I'm going to talk about something over the next few weeks about the Word of God and how it's still applicable to our world today. But the world, and the thing about it is, I hear so many people say, I just can't read all that. Well, then grab a verse for yourself every day. Grab a couple verses for yourself every day. Don't let the excuse of I can't read the Bible, I can't understand it, and you got to read three chapters and you got... No, you don't. You need to get a couple verses. You need to stand on those verses. That Bible app, right now, you got it. We are the most blessed nation in the world because we can whip out our phones in just a, in a moment and be, be right where God wants us to be in his word. And here's the one that'll get me in trouble. You stay connected by church. You stay connected by gathering, and that keeps you connected. The Bible says, don't forsake the gathering. I didn't get this scripture up, or I may for second service. It says, don't forsake the gathering. 
even when you start seeing the bad stuff that's about to happen in the world, oh my goodness, what better time to go to church than we start seeing the world around us start to crumble. But what happens is we have to stay connected when we get discouraged, when we get fearful, when we get tired. So many people, and we see it all the time, that when things start getting bad in their life, they run away from God and still running to God. I think we've got to get to a point where right now we have to, we have to change what we're connected to. God wants to produce such good fruit in our lives. But many of us are just barely making it and we're looking like this right here. And, and, and really, we're about ready to throw our own selves away. We've been discouraged. We've been down. We've been withering. We've just been feeling like nobody cares about us. But let me just tell you what God sees in you. He doesn't see this. He sees this. And not only does he see this, he sees what you can become. If you'll stay in the vine, you'll stay connected to him. Vacation is good, praise the Lord. You gotta get yourself around good people. So we gotta cut some people out. But let me tell you what else you gotta do. You gotta add some people to your life. I'm looking in the next few months to add some people into my life that's gonna make me better. To make me grow and make me flourish. Not that I've been around bad people, but I need to add some people in my life that are gonna help me get to the next place where God wants me to be. And you need to change what you're listening to. So many times, you know, we did listen to a little country on, uh, y'all pray for us. We did sing some 80s rock the whole time we were gone. But you got to kind of change what you're listening to also. I, wanna, I want you all to stand with me and I want to I leave you with this. What you plant in the present will determine the harvest of your future. What you're planning right now, honestly, it might look like this. It might feel like this. Maybe you feel like that you're, you're discouraged and down. But I'm gonna tell you something. If you'll stay planted and attached to the what, God is gonna take you to this right here. And eventually, when you stay planted in Him, you're gonna produce this kind of fruit. These things don't have any bug bites on them. They don't have nothing really wrong. They're, they're actually beautiful tomatoes. God wants to make something that was ugly, beautiful. For if you stay dependent on him and you remain in him, oh, that's a good one. Remain in him. It doesn't mean to come to church every once in a while. Oh, goodness. It doesn't mean to pray occasionally. It doesn't mean to read your Bible once a week at devotional time or have prayer whenever the church has prayer. He says, if you are dependent upon him and you remain in him, we bear much fruit. And the fruit of the spirit is this. It's love. It's joy. It's peace. God it wants to give you all of these fruits, but you have to abide in him to get them. You can't get them on your own. Your job won't produce it. Relationships won't produce it. Things in your life won't produce it. But he wants to give you love, joy, peace, patience. Help me, Lord Jesus. Kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. I need some me some self-control. We have to ask the question, are you dependent upon Jesus? Is your love for Jesus growing? Or is it kind of dying and withering away? Let's get connected or even reconnected to the true vine. Even if you don't feel it, 
Even if you don't see the fruit, even if you, God wants to bear much fruit in you. So I'm going to ask the prayer team. There'll be some people on the, on one side or the other here. And I'm going to ask you if you need prayer, come and let them pray with you. But I want you to do something for me today. And you can make a bold step if you want to. You can step out of the aisle and come up front or on the sides. But I want you to, you to declare your dependence today. This is the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. But I want you to declare to Jesus your dependence upon him. So if you would, if you want to come up during this next song that we're going to sing, if you need prayer, that's awesome. But I would, everyone, will you and those that are watching online, if you would, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I come to you today. Forgive me for, my, for any sin that separates me from you. I admit, I can't do things on my own. I declare, I need you. My heart is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.